Hey folks, this is Curdy from the Webtoon Room. We are not back from our hiatus yet, so this is not by any means a full-length episode, but this is a small little bonus episode about the upcoming Yumi Cell's Korean drama adaptation. There was a lot of uproar about this on social media a little while back, and I asked on our Instagram stories if people wanted to see a bonus episode from us about this, because I, I don't know if you all know, I am a longtime lover of Korean dramas and also K-pop, so I had certain feelings about this casting and just what's happening with the Yumi Sol's drama adaptation. And in fact, actually, we've already done a bonus episode on Yumi Sol's and the upcoming webtoon adaptations. It's somewhere in our catalog, so if you want to check that out, I'll try and link that down below. Um, and also all of the names and everything that I mentioned will also be kind of mentioned in the description here because I know not everyone is super familiar with Korean names. But anyway, I asked on our Instagram stories if people wanted to hear about this, and the answer was a resounding yes, so we are doing this. So Yumi Souls has kind of been a long-time mainstay on the webtoon scene. It is a really long webtoon, for sure, so I totally understand what it's like to just feel the amount of uh, trepidation to start something so long, because it, it takes a while to read through and catch up to, but it is such an incredible story, so... I highly recommend it. It is something that we mentioned in a, what we're reading previously, and it, it is just wonderful. So I highly recommend you to check out the source material before the drama comes out, if you are able to. But as for the drama, so when we talked about it in our previous bonus episode, I think only Kim Goon had been announced as the lead for Yumi Cells. And I can understand why she was cast. I haven't seen any of her previous work myself, so I cannot speak to my personal opinion about it. But just from my knowledge of the industry and just the position around all of this, it makes sense. She was cast as the lead for Cheese in the Trap back in the day, back when Cheese in the Trap had a Korean drama adaptation. And we won't talk about that. That did go up in flames a little bit. But she was largely regarded as being very well cast for that drama. So... She's already got one successful webtoon adaptation under her belt. She was in one of the most popular dramas, uh, I think the year that it came out, Goblin. That was a super popular drama. So she just has a lot of name recognition and clout. And for a very beloved story like Yumi Sells, it makes perfect sense to have her on as the lead. In the interim since then, An Bohyun has been tapped to play Wung, who is one of Yumi's love interests in the drama, her first romantic interest slash boyfriend that she has in Yumi Cells. And I'm not super familiar with An Bohyun's work either. He was in Descendants of the Sun back in the day, which I did watch, but I think his career has kind of been on the up and up since then, and I haven't kept in touch with some of the newer dramas like I used to do back in the day. But I have seen stills from the set with him as Wung. And I gotta say, he looks pitch perfect as Wung, and I'm really excited for that. I'm less stoked about the way they've styled Kim Goon as Yumi. And it is true, Yumi did feel in the beginning a little more frumpy, less confident, less beautiful, I think. And part of the story and part of her journey as the main character of Yumi Cells is her kind of getting that confidence. But I, I still wasn't a super big fan of the way that she was styled, but it's fine, you know. That's not to say that the actual drama won't be great. 
there's still a lot of potential for it to go either way. So I'm not going to hold judgments until we see the finished product. But the other part of the announcement that was released about the Yumi Cells casting was the announcement of Minho from Shiny as Wook, the coworker that Yumi originally has a crush on. And, huh, okay. I have so many things to say. Um, I'll start just by prefacing this with the fact that, as I said, I have been a K-pop fan for a very long time, specifically 10 years. And I could do a whole separate podcast episode about this. I don't know if anyone would want to listen to that. But what got me into K-pop was one music video from a group called Shiny for a song called Lucifer. And I have been a Shiny fan ever since. And specifically, I have loved Minho ever since. He's wonderful. And all of the Shiny boys are my favorite. I love them so much. And I actually knew of Minho kind of being courted for Wook uh, a while before Webtoon announced it. But I think the official announcement came semi-recently, maybe a couple weeks ago. And my first thought around this is that this casting seems to be very, very smart. Idols are often cast in Korean dramas in order to appeal to a different demographic, people who wouldn't necessarily check out the drama otherwise, but because their favorite idol's in it, they will check it out. And this could apply to domestic fans or international fans alike. It doesn't really apply specifically to one or the other. With Minho, it makes perfect sense that he was cast because Shiny is sort of in the front of consciousness. They recently made a comeback, although Taemin is off to military now. So they're kind of in the forefront of the popular zeitgeist right now. And casting-wise, Mino as a fit for the actual role, I think it makes perfect sense for him to be cast in a guest role like this. The point, if you think of Wook's role that he plays in Yumi Cells, he is the handsome co-worker that Yumi falls for, and he's not really required to have a ton of acting prowess. He just needs to be handsome and good-looking, which Mino absolutely is, and be able to kind of deliver some lines naturalistically. That's really all that's required of him, which is totally something that Mino can do. I say this because Mino is not one of the more talented or successful. He's... I just... I just don't want to kid ourselves into thinking that he's an amazing actor because he is not. There are definitely successful idol actors. Mino is not necessarily one of them. I love him to bits though, so zero hate on my end. He's just factually not. But I do think this role is really good and it fits his skill sets and it fits what he can bring. I also want to give a shout out to the actress that they cast for Ruby, EUB. Because I think she is such a perfect fit for Ruby. Ruby has this arc. It's, again, it's hard to talk about this without giving away too many spoilers. But she has this arc of being kind of a slightly immature, bratty co-worker in the beginning of the drama. And then she obviously grows up and she becomes Yumi's friend later on. And EUB, in the beginning of her career, she was cast in more of those, like, bratty younger sister roles. I mean, The Innocent Man or Nice Guy, which Song Joong-gi, that was, I think... I think his first leading role in a drama, she was cast as the younger sister in that role. And so I think it's pitch perfect. But then, of course, since she's had roles where, you know, she was able to show a more dimensional, mature side of herself. So it's 
I think going to be really cool to see her in that drama. But then it also brings up this interesting point separately, which I am not sure how much of Yumi Sal's the Korean drama adaptation is planning to show. I say that because Yumi Sal's is very much a story about Yumi. It's not about her love interests. It's not about the people in her life. It's about her growth as a person. The point of the story is not for her to find love. It is for her to feel at home within herself. And I bring this up because it is sort of counter to the way that Korean dramas, especially romances, they usually have some kind of romantic component in them. And the structure of Korean dramas, how they are done usually, is that you've got a female lead, you've got a male lead, you've got a second female lead, you've got a second male lead, and the second male lead is a sweet, nice dude who would do anything for the female lead, but she falls for the male lead. And the second female lead is often a rhymes with which you can use your imagination. And the focus is usually on some kind of romantic angle, some kind of love triangle, some kind of relationship. It's, it's often focused on the relationship is really what I'm trying to get across, which Yumi sells, it's kind of hard to do. And again, there are some certain typical rhythms that K-dramas take. It is very rare for relationships to kind of proceed naturalistically in a Korean drama because I'll give an example with Yumi Sells. Yumi has different love interests across the course of the drama. And it's very true to real life because we are part of a one relationship and then we move on to the next relationship and then we have another one. And no one's really the villain or anything like that. Usually, this is just us living our lives. Yumi Sells is kind of like that. It runs a little bit counter to the way Korean dramas operate, which is one couple as an endgame. And even just the concept of an endgame is something very different than what Yumi Sells does. So because of that, I'm not sure how Yumi Sells is going to structure the Korean drama adaptation. We know for a fact that Wung, one of her first romantic interests, is definitely within the drama. And it seems like from all of the press around it that he is being billed as the main lead. So it's possible that they're doing sort of the first section of the webtoon. And I know that the author has stated that if he didn't get support from Webtoon, from Naver, that Yumi Sills probably would have ended at chapter 69, huh? Which ends with Woong kind of calling Yumi and saying, hey, come on, the light's green. You know, they're about to cross, but it's also, you know, the light's green. You can move forward with your life. It's that type of feeling. So I'm unsure of exactly how they're going to adapt the story and if any of the other love interests are going to kind of hop in or show themselves. So I'm not sure how that's all going to play together. And I also know in the past when we talked about it in the previous bonus episode, we did voice some concern about how they're going to handle the cells portion of this actually showing Yumi's cells. So that is also going to be really interesting to see. I don't have answers for any of these questions, but these are all kind of the things that I'm thinking about when I think about the upcoming adaptation. So hopefully it gives you all some food for thought as well. Thank you all so much for listening to this small bonus episode about 
um, small K drama corner, I guess, of uh, upcoming webtoon adaptations for Yumi Sals. So we hope that it was fun. Let me know. Let us know if you enjoy this kind of content. It's really fun for me to do. I love Korean dramas, as I've said. This is a world I've been a part of for a while and that I'm familiar with. So it's something we can definitely revisit. There are a lot of Korean drama webtoon adaptations coming up, including Anara Sumanara from Ha Irkon. And that's something that I can touch on too because Yi Chang-wook has been tapped to play one of the titular roles in that story. And I know that a number of you have read that webtoon. So there are a lot that we can talk about. So if you all are interested in, maybe we can revisit them in the future. Thank you all for now. We'll be signing off. Hopefully we'll see you again relatively soon. Bye.